Welcome to Centered Sunday with your host, Sharice Shai Holmes, the business doula. Today, I want to tackle a topic that is very near and dear to me, number one, because I've struggled with it for so many years and even catch myself now battling it. And also, number two, I'm just feeling like very passionate about this. I think it's because I've been hearing it come up in conversations with my clients and just with friends and family and people around me. And I just am like very passionate <laughs> about us growing and being able to overcome these types of areas in our lives. So what I want to talk about today is how comparison is not just damaging, but dangerous. And I'm probably going to jump around a little bit from life to business on this one. And I think I'm going to make this a two-part series because I got a lot to say. All right. But first, before we before we kick it off, let's let's go to the word. OK, let's go to the word of God and see what he says about this. So if you are checking out the scripture with me, it's Galatians six verses four through five. And I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. OK, it's the Amplified version. All right. Number verse four. But each one must carefully scrutinize his own work examining his actions, attitudes, and behavior. And then he can have the personal satisfaction and inner joy of doing something commendable without comparing himself to another. Verse five, for every person will have to bear with patience his own burden of faults and shortcomings for which he alone is responsible. All right, that, <laughs> if nothing if nothing else I say, today to you hits home i need you to go read galatians 6 verses 4 and 5 put it on your phone put it on your wall put it on your bathroom wherever it is that you look at yourself a lot and be able to repeat this back to yourself you are supposed to carefully scrutinize your own work not your neighbor's work not your coach's work <laughs> not your competitor's work not what everybody else is doing, but your own work, your actions, your attitude, and your behavior. That's enough to keep us busy right there than to be looking at what everybody else is doing. And then you will have the personal satisfaction and inner joy, okay? we Comparison, first of all, robs us of personal satisfaction and inner joy. Have you ever thought about how you have done something for the very first time? And you're like, oh my God, that was amazing. I really challenged myself. I was brave. I was courageous. I really stepped out of the box. I pushed myself hard. And you go to enjoy it. But then you start to compare yourself to maybe what somebody else has done. Or you see something that somebody else has done. And you're like, oh my God, she did it way better than me. Y'all, I have. it's even come down to me wanting to write posts sometimes. And I'm like, okay, I'll have the post in my head for two weeks. We're not really in my head. It'll be in my phone. I'll have it down. I know what I want to talk about. I know what I'm going to do. And then I'll see somebody else kind of touch on that subject who I think is quote unquote bigger than me. And then I'll be like, oh man, I guess I can't do it. She did it now. <laughs> the personal joy and satisfaction that I got out of creating that idea out of thin air just got killed. And the personal joy and satisfaction that I would have gotten from having seen my idea turn into an actual post that people were able to engage in and enjoy and use and share also was just killed. Like literally, this is why I'm saying, let me slow down a little bit because you can tell I'm excited right now. This is why I'm saying 
that it comparison is not just damaging, like it literally can destroy the creative um, gifts that God has given you. It makes you feel so small. And I feel like we miss the opportunities to see and know that we need to take time to allow our gifts to grow. It is a muscle. Can you imagine, (laughs) just thinking about this right now, can you imagine if a child was trying to walk, right? He's crawling around, she's crawling around, and she stumbles and falls and stumbles and falls, and she sees all these adults being able to walk without stumbling and falling, and then just decides, you know what? These adults who are, you know, 20, 30 years older than me are doing such a good job at walking. I keep falling on my head, (laughs) I keep falling on my butt. This doesn't seem like it's going to work out for me. You know what? I think I'm just going to crawl for the rest of my life, right? Babies don't grow up with that. You know why? Because they keep they keep trying. They keep trying. They're not looking at the adults thinking like, oh my God, they're so much better at this than me. They're just like, hey, I want to get this thing. Let me go for it. This is fun. Let me try again. Let me try again. Let me try again. Until eventually... They get going. And even once they get going, they can only do like four or five steps and boom, they fall. But that doesn't mean that they give up. They keep going until they're really good. And the next thing you know, you're running around the house trying to keep up with them. Imagine if we did the same thing with our businesses. Imagine if we did the same thing with our relationships, right? We're comparing them to other people, what they're doing, what they're achieving, And we won't even give our business, which is our baby, its chance to crawl. We won't even give it its chance to to walk a little bit and fall. Instead, we're like, you know what? You're not good enough. Sit down. Um, I think we're just, you know what? As a matter of fact, I don't want you to crawl. I want you nothing. You're just going to sit there. That's it. Like you just sit in this crib and you're going to be five years old and you're not moving around. None of that makes sense. None of that makes sense. But that is how we treat our businesses especially when it comes to social media. So the first thing I want to say, I'm going to give you three today, and then in the next week um, version of the podcast, I'll give you another three. The first thing I want to say is that comparison is dangerous because number one, we focus on lack. And if you guys have not heard me say this a thousand times over, what we focus on, we expand. That is what you attract and call into your life. What you focus on, you expand. So if you want more lack in your life, keep focusing on what everybody else is doing. You are literally telling yourself, hey, this person is my measuring stick. Their business, what they're doing on social media, how much money they're making, all the clients they have, the book deals, the product sales. Like Those are kind of like my favorite photos on Instagram, I'm not going to lie where I'll see like a woman sitting in the middle of the floor, business owner sitting in the middle of the floor and she's got like all these boxes and stuff around here. I think that's just fabulous, right? But imagine, and for me, those moments are like, oh my God, we are out here winning, okay? I turn it into we because I'm like, what God does for others, he now does for me. But imagine if if you were able to, you were able to look at that and celebrate them or for those that have seen things like that and you're like, oh my God, she just sold out her program Oh my gosh, she she had a wait list. And before she dropped the wait list, she already had five spots sold. And she only has 10 total. Ugh. Like I can't even get one person to get on the wait list. 
You're literally focusing on lack and that's all you're going to attract and call in more of into your life. What you focus on, you magnify and you're telling yourself, you are telling God, you're telling those around you that this is what I want more of. You don't get what you want, you get what you believe. And if you believe you're less than, if you believe that this is hard, if you believe that I'm not good enough, or if you believe that no one really wants to buy my product, if you believe that struggle is always going to be my portion, if you believe that it's hard to get clients, then that is exactly what you're going to attract more of into your life. So you have to be very cautious and careful not to focus on lack. So when I first got started in business, well, this, that's a lie. This, (laughs) this was probably business number I think business number four. So back in 2017 or 2018, I think it was, I remember looking at this amazing, phenomenal business coach. She had like over 250,000 people on Instagram following her, massive following on Facebook as well. And I was just like in so, so much awe. And I think she started in like 2013 or 2014, right? So she had been in the game like five years. No, wait. Yeah, five years, I think, at the time. 2012, 2013, yeah. And she was hitting like 500,000, 700,000. She was so open with sharing her journey and how she was doing each month, even on the months where she did quote-unquote bad, because, I mean, y'all, we would still take (laughs) $50,000. But she didn't meet her goals, right? And I was comparing myself to her. I was comparing myself to another woman that I found who was in kind of like the personal development space. And she had gotten on Instagram and like seven or eight months later than I did. And it was like literally within three months, she had like 10,000 followers. And so I just got so frustrated. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like I'm pouring my heart out to my audience. I'm sharing all this great insight. I'm giving them gems. You know, I'm giving them the authentic version of me. I just don't understand why it's not working for me. And I know sometimes people feel like that, whether it's your blog, whether it's your Pinterest, whether it's your, uh, your, your products that you're trying to sell, you feel like I'm showing up in the best way I know how, but it's not popping for me like it is for everybody else. Not surprising that I continued to attract, you guessed it, lack. I still didn't hit my goals. And honestly, it wasn't until I stopped focusing on what everybody else was doing and becoming intently focused on what Sharice knew and what Sharice was good at And then pulling those nuggets out and focusing on how I could share this and articulate this and serve my audience better that I really started to see a return. I I literally started to block out what everyone else was doing. Yeah, I could use them for inspiration and for ideas, but I really had to lay down the content. Like I had to put blinders on and be like, okay, God, you gave me this plan. You gave me this idea. You gave me these gifts, God. I'm giving them back to you. I'm going to go ahead and put my hand to the plow and I'm going to work this thing and not be looking to the left and right and seeing who else is plowing and how much they got in their field and who's getting a harvest right now and all of that. Listen, you cannot, cannot, you cannot reap a harvest looking at other people. You can't plow. You can't sow seed. You can't do nothing if you are looking. If I'm literally standing in the field, spectating, looking what everybody else is doing. I have no time to sow seeds. I have no time to tend to my garden and I have no time to harvest. 
So you have to get focused on what is the offer? What is the product? What is the service? Ooh, I feel that thing. What is the service that God has called you to do? It is not you that's called you to do it. It's God that called you to do it. So stop trying to create things that you see other people creating. That's not what you were supposed to do. It's not. It's not. And you know what? Why are we here? Stop speaking death over your business. Stop saying like, oh, I guess I'm not going to get funding anyway. Oh, what's the point? I've already been doing this for four years and it's, it's not profitable. Oh, every time I ask somebody if they want to buy, they, they always give me excuses. You are speaking death over your business. You're the one. Every oh, People only want me to do it for free. I can never charge. Okay, then. Okay, ma'am. Okay. You know why? Because you've been saying these things over your business. Because you've been the one decreeing the reality of your business on a day-to-day basis. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what you speak is what you command and is what you reap. Okay? So be very, very, very mindful of the words you speak. Like my mom has been on us since we were kids about faith patrol. And if we spoke any words of doubt, of fear, of disbelief, she would catch us immediately. That's how you need to be about your baby. No one speaks death over a child, right? You don't you don't speak death over a child, but yet we do the same thing to our businesses. Be mindful. Think I want you to think about this. Over the next coming week, what negative words have you spoken over your business? And I want you to write them down. And I want you to give that list to God. Burn it, tear it up. I don't care what you do. Cancel all them vows that you spoke over your business. And then I need you to write down a new list of how you're going to decree and confess life over your business. And then I need you to do it every day. And I need you to do it every day for 90 days. Okay, we need to reverse the curse. And we also, and while we're at it, we need to rewire and we need to rewire your thoughts and your beliefs and your your patterns. They need to be broken because that mindset can be a stronghold that strangles out the life of your business, of your family, of your marriage, of even if you are still working a job right now and also trying to grow this business. You, woo, your tongue is so powerful. I feel like I just need to do a whole podcast <laughs> on that by itself. Oh. Okay, I need to get on to number number two. I'm, I'm getting past my time here. <laughs> All right, so number one, the number one reason why comparison is dangerous is that it causes you to focus on lack, and what we focus on, we expand, okay? And that's what we continue to draw more of in our life. Now, on to number two. It increases in security, all right? So let's think about it. There, We all have weaknesses in our business, some people, it's like, hey, girl, I don't really know nothing about this accounting side, tax side. That's That could be your weakness. Maybe graphics is somebody else's weakness. Maybe another person is like, girl, I got all the inside and all the gems, but I lack creativity. Or I'm not really good at speaking um, on camera. I get so nervous and overwhelmed. Or maybe you struggle with just the tech side of your business. Maybe you have the knowledge, but you lack the tech, right? So when we are practicing, dabbling, whatever you want to call it, in comparison, the second reason why it's dangerous is that it actually increases your insecurity. 
And focusing on your weakness, increasing your securities is not going to make you stronger. What we're supposed to do is focus on our strengths. What are you good at? Like literally, if you're focusing on your insecurities and what you're not good at and how you aren't showing up and how you aren't qualified and how you feel so inadequate, you can, you're you missing out on what people or actually clients are actually asking you for. And you so focused on how you're not able to meet this or meet that for them. Meanwhile, ma'am, they're asking you for something completely different, right? <laughs> and because you're focusing on those insecurities, sometimes what they're asking you for could be a place that you're insecure about. Ooh, I felt that. <laughs> Listen, y'all, this is a whole word. I feel like I'm preaching to Cherise from 2018. <laughs> Literally, what they're asking you to help them on because you've been so focused on comparison your comparison <laughs> comparing yourself to other people and increasing your securities insecurities sometimes the very thing that your client or that or that your customers want for you are the places that you feel you are most insecure at and and get this because you focused all your time on insecurities you don't even really know what you're good at. Hmm. Think about that. You spent so much time replaying your losses, recounting how you could have and should have done this better, that you really do not understand the power that you hold in your strengths. The things that you are strong in, people are asking you for help. But because you're so focused on something that has nothing to do with what they need, you're missing where the money resides, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I just love that. I love that video so much. Y'all, I actually just saw it, I think, earlier today on Instagram. <laughs> oh, gosh. Back to what I was saying. Yeah, you're you're missing the money. You're missing the money because you're wrapped up in your insecurities, girl. Stop it. Get out of there. Now I'm going to give you another piece of homework. For number two, I want you to write down what you are strong in. What comes easy to you? We won't even call it a strength because you probably aren't calling it a strength right now. But what comes easy to you? What comes natural to you? What's the part of your business that you don't even have to think twice? I can just spit it out. I can do it. I can make it, I can create it, and it's not a struggle for me. I did not realize that all of the things that I learned with my multiple businesses actually taught me a set of skills that, that women did not have. And that actually was able to show me I could help women beyond just the strategy side of business. I can help them on the tech side of business too. And I'm so excited to be able to give that to them. But if I had focused on my insecurities of like, I'm not the best designer, but you know how to design, <laughs> right? Some people don't even have that and they need you. They're asking for your help. Ma'am, can you just help me in this space, okay? So focus on your your the things that come easy to you. Write a list. I need you to write at least five. Get clear on those and figure out, is this something else that I could offer in my business? Can I serve my audience better with these elements included in my business? I want you to think about that. All right. And number three. So number one is fo we focus on lack. So therefore, what we focus on, we expand, which is more of lack. Number two 
that increases our insecurity. And number three, it creates artificial, aka false wins. Okay. Listen, it causes you, and this is Sharice calling out Sharice, like straight out, no chaser right now. It causes me, (laughs) in the past, it caused me to develop a mentality to look like I was winning, but I wasn't actually winning. I had a a well-put-together face and persona of, everything's great, it's all fabulous, and I'm growing, I'm doing great things, but on the inside, I was empty. I was frustrated, I was angry, I was like... I'm sure you guys have heard me in the podcast before tell you that I had broke down and cried and had an ugly, ugly cry with Jesus. And I was like, God, I thought you told me to do this. I'm trying and I'm not seeing the fruit. And it's a lot to run a business and also work full time. And at that time, my grandfather was had some major health challenges. So I was also helping part caregiver and it was so overwhelming. And I was like, something's got to go or something's got to give. God, you choose. <laughs> like, I can't keep doing this anymore. And I feel like when the pandemic hit, like, well, actually, it was before the pandemic. That's when I really, like, God started to shift my mindset um, to not only just look like I was winning, but to actually tap in to go deeper into what he wanted me to do. So I think it was around October. Yeah, it was around October. I remember writing like this super long journal entry and getting prepared um, for what was to come in 2020. And I realized that I had seen success with some of my group coaching programs but it wasn't what I really wanted to see happen. And I saw success with my planners and journals, but I was asking God for more. Like there has to be more, God. Like this couldn't just be what you've given me to do. And I wrote down a bunch of areas that I wanted to improve on. And I just gave them to God. And I said, hey, God, this is what I need you to show me to do. And this is what I'm asking for. And it was like, literally, he took me on a journey from, the financial portion to the health and wellness portion to my business um, to even just what God wanted to do in our relationship with each other. And they all kind of just came together at the same time and created this space emotionally and spiritually and physically because of the pandemic that I was able to get super clear on what God wanted me to do. Instead of faking it, faking it like I think I know what God wants me to do. <laughs> right? That's, but you know what's so funny, y'all? I had actually gotten a prophecy like earlier, I think it was 2018. Somebody told me that, you know, I see you helping people. I think he said grow your, grow their, but I have to go back and look at the actual words of the prophecy. But he's like, I see you helping people break the back of poverty by helping them start 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 their business i'm looking at it right here i'm i i am all he said you're gonna break the spirit of poverty off of the lives of people um and that i see you helping people grow their businesses 
is starting you're gonna it's gonna be an organic thing and he'll give you the strength to do it from the ground up y'all this word let, let me see this is february 24th 2018 that's when i got that word I has, there's like so many things and while we're on the subjects of words i hope that when you guys are in prayer and god gives you words or someone prays and says hey god told me this or saw i saw this or um even just the promises of god that you like i have scriptures in the bible that i I cling down as like what I call my inheritance word. Like this is the word that God's attached to my life that shall come to pass. I hope you actually write that stuff down and pray it through. Like that's how we get prayers answered. You know what though? Let me pull out of there because that's going to turn into a whole thing on prayer. Let me pull out of there. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Getting back to the artificial false winds. I'm full, y'all. <laughs> I got so much to say. All right. When you have the ability to tap in at a level beyond just, you know, I think this is what God wants me to do. So like, I'm solid. This is what God wants me to do. And this is how you know, you know, <laughs> that is what God wants you to do. Because when he tells you to do it, you fight it. There's resistance. When, when it's Sharice wants to do it, there's no resistance. There's no fighting. It sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I'm comfortable. I could do that. But when God tells me to do it, he'd be like, first of all, I'm questioning it. Nah, that can't be God. <laughs> That's the first thing we say. No, that can't be God. Probably it's God if you're saying that. Um, <laughs> number two, you start to reason all of the all of the all of the I the factors as to why it can't be done right start plotting against it right <laughs> and then number three sometimes it actually makes you like angry or frustrated like are you sure Ugh. but i already did this listen do not let the fact that you built something else for so many years and created this this um persona or business personality or whatever it is that you quote-unquote branded yourself as be the reason that you say stay stuck in the mud. We coming out of the mud, okay? We coming out of the mud in 2021 and we're moving into clear sailing waters. Come out of the mud and move into clear sailing waters. It's not the time for you to get attached to old dead things. As a matter of fact, I want you to just to say that you declare and you decree that you release old dead things from your life. And you welcome with ease and grace what God has for you, right? And that you're able to get into alignment with what God has for you. The sooner we are obedient, the sooner we'll get those divine ideas, the sooner you will see provision come. Seriously. But until we get to that point, it'll be fights it'll be resistance it'll be struggle it'll be a trinkle of well i see it's working but it's not working how do i get there that means that there's something going on with you spiritually and mentally that's causing a battle in your business and if you don't remember anything else from today remember to read galatians 6 4 through 5 the amplified version and know that if you are experiencing any sort of drought in your business is something going on with you spiritually mentally check it and it's not not so much that i'm saying like something's wrong with you but there's something that needs to happen in you spiritually and mentally to get the doors of provision to open up in your business now i'm not saying like if you just started and you're like i don't see sales 
Like, you just opened your doors. But still, there's like a, a level of growth that needs to happen, even if it means investing in, obviously, a business coach or classes or some level of training to help you feel stronger about what you're presenting. There is something that you need to do internally to get those doors open. I could literally go into whew, so many, I like, the Lord was just giving me so many downloads today on things that he told people to do, right? He gave them the idea of what to do, but it wasn't successful until they actually did it. They had to go do it. It wasn't like, hey, Noah, I want you to get inside the ark and save a couple, save the animals and a couple humans, and boom, you're going to be great. Noah had to actually go out, cut down, <laughs> cut down the trees. He had to build the ark day by day. With the sweat of his brow, y'all. Like, it didn't just come to him. Sometimes we feel like just because God gave us an idea in our business, like, okay, that's it. Like, okay, the idea he gave me, I'm just going to put it out there and it should just work. No, you have to work. Right? You have to work. He gave you the idea, but you have to put in the sweat. You have to build your muscles and you have to do the work. If you're unwilling to do the work, the idea will remain an idea in divine mind and it will never ever manifest okay so i want to encourage you to move beyond just the idea and putting all this pressure on like well god's just supposed to multiply it and increase it and he's multiplying and increasing other people when you haven't actually put in all the work that's necessary to see that idea reap a genuine harvest for you a lot of times god gives us really good ideas but we tap out because the work we feel like is just too much hmm Sounds like another podcast to you, Sharice, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. That's it for today's podcast. So next week we'll do part part two of this. And I hope you all enjoyed it. You know, catch me on Instagram at the biz doula and send me a message. Let me know if you enjoyed this podcast or if for my tribe that's on uh, Telegram, send me a message. Let me know what you guys thought about this. And I'm really excited to share the rest of this with you for next week. All right, that is the end. That's all I have for you today. So we're going to sing our affirmations together. I am wanted. I belong. And I am love. All right, my beautiful sisters, I'll be back with you next week. <laughs>